Hi, this is Tom Field with Information Security Media Group. I'm reporting to you from the RSA conference in San Francisco, where I want to give you a wrap-up of what we've seen and heard here this week. Let's start with risk management and the insider threat. These have been the two dominant themes emerging in the conversations and presentations at this event, from the keynote stage to the expo floor, with stops in between at the program sessions. Information security experts, vendors, and practitioners clearly have been influenced by the major headlines of the year. These include the Societe Generale fraud, Hannaford data breach, anti-money laundering, and the regulatory push for better vendor management and pandemic preparation. As a result, risk management was the most common term heard in conversations, and the focus has shifted from preventing external attacks to identifying and protecting against the insider threat. And although this has been an industry-spanning security event, financial institutions and their concerns were clearly front and center in the conference proceedings. Information Security Media Group was on the scene throughout the event. We've reported back with dispatches that include the stories about Internet banking case study, Banco de Brazil, online banking, deputizing customers at Bank of America, and DHS Secretary Chertoff's plea to business, send us your best and brightest. We also have many interviews with security vendors on topics that are of interest to financial institutions. The conference ended on Friday, April 11th, but these important security conversations will, must continue throughout the year. If you were at the event, we welcome your comments and what you saw and heard. If you're just hearing some of these perspectives now, we'd love to hear your reactions. And I ask you, please send your remarks to me, Tom Field, at tfield at bankinfosecurity.com. Now, with that said, let me tell you a little bit about a session I attended yesterday about phishing. When Michael Barrett, CISO of PayPal, joined the company two years ago, he asked how senior leaders were fighting the phishing problem. Well, technically, we don't have a phishing problem, he was told. Yes, indeed, scores of PayPal customers were inundated daily with fake emails attempting to lure them to fake websites, where there they'd be duped out of their personal information and possibly their identities, but this fraud was against PayPal customers, not against PayPal itself. In the scheme of risks that could cause financial loss to the company, this wasn't a huge concern. On the cocktail party circuit, however, whenever Barrett would introduce himself and say where he worked, he'd routinely hear, when are you people going to stop sending me those fake emails? Clearly, Barrett knew PayPal did have a phishing problem. Now, how PayPal has tackled that problem and how other businesses might benefit from its strategies was a topic of Barrett's presentation on Thursday. PayPal has fought phishing on several fronts, including education. The static text online or in emails hasn't proven particularly effective. So now PayPal has produced a short video demonstrating exactly how to avoid being phished. And this approach seems to resonate with customers, Barrett says. They also use email blocking. PayPal is working with the major Internet service providers to identify and kill phishing emails before they're delivered. In a recent pilot program with Yahoo, the partners were able to block 50 million phishing emails over a several-month period. A phishing filter is another method being used. This can be downloaded onto a browser, popping up with a are-you-sure-you-want-to-go-there message when suspected phishing links are clicked. Tests show that this method significantly eats into phishing conversion rates. Finally, a PayPal security key, a small token-like device that authenticates PayPal transactions, is available for $5 from PayPal. Card and text message versions are also being piloted. 
one legal hurdle in the phishing fight is the question of when does the crime occur? Is it when the phishing emails are sent, when they're opened, when victims surrender their information, or when the information is used to conduct illegal transactions? Different countries have different answers, Barrett says, and this ambiguity hinders attempts to stop fishers. Is phishing a solvable crime? PayPal has been able to reduce the volume of phishing email connected to its brand, Barrett says, but unfortunately we've driven fishers to other people's brands, he says. We can't make phishing go away entirely, Barrett says, but we should be able to drive it down to a lower level of noise. From the RSA Conference in San Francisco and for Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.